Podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. All right, ex- excited for today's episode. Joining me is your point guard of the Yukon Huskies. It's RJ Cole. RJ, welcome to the podcast. How are we doing? Appreciate you for having me. Hey, I'm doing great. Excited to talk to you. Uh, you had a great UConn career. I know UConn fans are excited to see what's next, and we'll we'll talk about that for sure. I want to start, though, by looking back. I, I want to look back when you, you make the decision to leave Howard and come to UConn. I'm always curious to hear from players what the recruiting pitch was like. So what was it like? What was Dan Hurley's recruiting pitch like for you to, to come to UConn at that time? Oh, man. Uh it was pretty simple for me, honestly. He just told me that uh, you're going to come here and you're going to have to work for everything that you get. Uh, he did tell me I would eventually be the point guard, but I, that's up to me mm-hmm. and what I wanted to make out of it. Um, so he just told me to come in here. He's going to coach me hard, and I got to I gotta want to get coached, and I got to work. You know, I, I think something that, that's interesting to look at, because cause you had to sit out the year when you transferred what was it like for you that year having to sit out that year? And how beneficial was it to, to your growth as a player? Because now if you were to be in the same position, you wouldn't have to even think about sitting out that year. Oh, man, yeah. It was uh, it was definitely tough at first, man. Um, you know, as a as a basketball player, you, you're so used to just playing all the time. Uh, you don't ever have to sit out unless you get hurt or something. And so that was kind of what, how it was for me. So it was definitely tough. You know, sitting there and watching the games, um, but it was a great experience. I got a, I got a chance to learn from some really good players that we had, um, and Coach Charlie himself as well. Just knowing the system and learning what he's about, uh, so it was definitely fun. And I was able to, you know, be seen as one of the guys who've been through college. So like a guy like James, if he was struggling, or Jalen when he first started playing, they were struggling. They were able to come up to me and ask me questions. You then go that that first year that you're able to play I, I know you you go through some times where you know you're starting at sometimes then you're coming off the bench at, at points back to starting what was it like adjusting to some different roles that year man uh it was I'm not gonna lie it was definitely uh different for me uh I kind of when I was going to play I, I felt like I was going to be the RJ Cole that I've seen you know for two years at Howard uh excusing the whole sitting out part so I thought I was going to be back to that uh, yeah. But obviously, it didn't work out that way for my first couple of games. Um, it was definitely a tough adjustment. But I think uh, just sticking with it and being able to, to accept the coaching from Coach Early and the staff, uh, it helped me a long way. And it was able to I finally see myself starting to break through at some point during the season. What was it like making the, the jump from Howard in, in the MEAC there to, to the Big East? I, I think right now we're seeing so much parity in, in college basketball where it might not really matter what, what conference you're, you're a part of and where you're playing. But what was it like for you making that jump from Howard to UConn? Yeah, uh, it was huge. It was definitely a huge adjustment going from the MEAC to the Big East, um, mainly because of the physicality of it. You know, the Big East, the rest of that you play, um, absolutely all, all offense and defense. Um, the, rest, <laughs> the rest don't really they don't really bother too much. I mean, but sometimes when they do, it gets it gets out of hand. Um, but I mean, it was it was definitely a tough adjust, tough adjustment. Um, you know, used to getting the calls that I was getting in, in the MEAC. I wasn't getting those same calls in the Big East uh, my first year. So it was, that was it was huge point of it. And just trying to, you know, get back to a comfortable pace, being able to control the game. Um, 
being back. I was able to do that so far this year. What was it like this past year for you, you know, getting ready for this season, coming after last year? I know it didn't end how you guys wanted in, in the Big East against Creighton and then in Maryland. I know you dealt with some injuries there. How motivated were you to get back to the team this year and be able to start to, to prove some people wrong and show that, that UConn's really here to stay in the Big East and compete nationally? Oh, man. I mean, it was huge. Personally, man, um, individually-wise especially because, you know, as you said, uh, it was a tough, tough ending to my season, uh, going out with the concussion against Creighton and then not really getting back into a basketball flow and playing my first game again against Maryland in the first round of the tournament. So it was tough, uh, definitely. But I put a lot of pressure on myself going into the offseason um, just to try to get back to what I, what I know I could do out there and, and what I can do to help the team win to get back, like you said, to get back to a national uh, spotlight. And I think we did a great job this offseason uh, collectively as a unit and everybody, you know, individually working on their games to get better so that we could come at a year that we did this year. I feel like as the point guard, it always falls on you to kind of be that leader of the team, you know, both on and off the court. What was it like this past year for you, you know, being in your last year, you kind of and really being able to take some ownership of the team here? Man, it was fun, honestly. For us, it started, you know, this this off season and some last off season, summertime, because you know, the, with the COVID year, we didn't have a real yeah. summer, so we weren't allowed to be around each other um, as often as we would have liked to. But this year it was like I, I've been telling my team, um, I told the coaches just the same thing that this team that we had this past year was probably my favorite team, the closest team that we had. Um, when I mean closest, I mean like no clicks or anything like that. Everybody was, you know, uh, just one team. We were always always with each other off the court and on the court. We were able to hold each other accountable. So I, I think this was the, the most fun I had playing college basketball. What was it like to play with such an experienced group last year? That's something that always, you know, stuck out to me is, you know, you had Tyrese who's played for a bit. You had Isaiah and Tyler back uh, for fifth year. What was it like getting to play with such a such an experienced group out there? It helps a long way. It helps a lot, you know, especially in college basketball. As the as the transfer portal teams are getting older now, um, it's not so much about your you know your one and dones and your, your people that's coming in here to change the program right away. It usually takes some experience to to get that going. Uh, so I feel like this past year was was huge for us, just knowing that we had a group of guys who have been through the fire already, um, and that and that helped us. Uh, to continue to prosper, and then it helped our uh, our freshmen look up to us because they were able to see what it took to be to, to what for it was to be a UConn team like this. I'm curious to hear what it's like from a player's perspective because I know fans were miserable when the team would have to go on a COVID pause. Um, so I can only imagine what it's like from a player's perspective. What was it like going through those the past couple of years, where at times season just kind of shut down for a couple of weeks there. Man, the I think the the first year, um, our first year playing back in the Big East was the toughest part for COVID, um, because literally when one person went down, that shut down the whole team for two weeks, um, and that was stressful. Just the constant knowing of not knowing if someone was going to be positive or not, uh, just being it, we were just literally all just practicing, and and as that was draining itself mentally, physically, emotionally, like it was just tough. You know, you're always in your room. It was hard, um, but this year, this year was a lot easier. I mean, I think we had one pause. Uh, that's because it started, it started spreading, you know, crazy not with our, within our program. But I mean, that that time frame was pretty pretty easy. I think we needed it as a team just to regroup and refocus so we can, you know, work on the task at hand. Taking a look at, at this year, I mean, so, so many memorable parts. I, I think you could 
you know, call out there. From you, for you, what was your favorite part of this past season? Man, everything. Uh, literally, like everything that we went through as a team. Um, like my teammates know, the coaching staff know. We, we know what we went through all year. Uh, just being able to overcome adversity. I mean, I know we didn't end the way we wanted to as much as like, we thought we would have been, you know, probably a 316 team, maybe further. Uh, I mean, but just being able to have this experience with this group of guys, man, it was it was special. We had a lot of up and down moments, um, and we were able we just seen what, what type of team we were made of, and we I, I think we were probably one of the toughest teams. I've got to ask, you know, about about that Villanova game. I mean, you came up big with the basket. You take the charge on the other on the other end to, to really seal the game off there. What was that game like for you? Oh man, uh, shoot! Before that, before those two plays, it was tough for me. I mean, I. I think I played pretty well. I might have had didn't play, you know, one of my best games that game going up into those two last two plays. Um, but it just came down to, you know, uh, coaching staff and, you know, Kamani and uh, my teammates just believing in me when they told me that, you know, they wanted me to shoot the last shot. Um, that right there just that helped me um, just going into that, that moment. And then, you know, the charge just, you know, honestly just wanted to, to win. And I know, I, like I said, I know I didn't have the greatest game, but I just wanted to leave my impact on the floor when it came to when it came down to it all. I just wanted to have a, a winning impact on the floor, and uh, that's how that, that brought about. What was it? What was going through your head when the uh, when the ref tosses uh, Co- Coach Hurley there? It seems like he's doing something he does every game, where he's pumping up the crowd, and then the next thing you know, he's out of there. What was what was the first thing that, that you thought of when you saw that? Oh man, uh, it was a uh, it, it was definitely a tough moment. Uh, but I mean, coach, that's what coach is, man. He's a fiery guy, man. Like it's, it's, a, it was amazing to play for him. And I mean, a lot of, I think a lot of people would love to play for him. A guy who's just going to fight for you on the sideline the whole game, no matter what's going on out there, continuously fighting and, and trying to, you know, just, just know that you, he's trying to get you guys to know that he has your back. Um, it was huge. And, but the ref, he kind of, <laughs> I think he botched that call. I mean, I just think the game was too, I think the game was too big for him at that moment. Yeah. Oh, I think everyone agreed with you on, on that one. We were talking about the charge there. And that seems like that was just a part of your game that you were seeing pretty much every game. You were taking at least a charge or two. What's the key from your perspective of, of taking a charge? Because I feel like that was the thing that UConn fans really started to appreciate and really liked seeing you take those charges. Um, I, I think it was instinctual, and you know, just having heart, uh, honestly, because there's a lot of there's a lot of times where there's guys are in position to take a charge, but they might move out the way or let a guy just go right by them. Um, just you know, just I mean, honestly, like I said, like those are the type of things that don't show up on the stat sheet, taking charges. Um, so just doing anything to impact winning. I mean, and I learned that a long time ago playing for uh, Coach Charlie Senior. Um, you know, I didn't. I, when I first got to St. Anthony, I didn't take a, a single charge. Uh, but once I got to play, once I started playing for him, and I understood, um, it was just you know just being able to have heart and instincts, instincts, and that just came a long way. Who's the tougher Hurley to play for? Oh man, uh, I would say uh, Coach Hurley, Danny Hurley. Um, just from the, I think just from a standpoint, because I had the uh, older Coach Hurley, he was you know was time was almost up at St. Anthony's there for my last three years. Um, but definitely, I would definitely say Danny, um, just in the sense that he was always, he was, he was really tough, but like, you can tell it's funny because uh, I said, I played for both of them. Um, but you could tell like he got, that's who he got it from his coaching style. Like you can tell that's exactly who he got it from. I mean, honestly, but it was just a blessing to play for both of them. <laughs>
Uh, I, I bet. As the year came to an end, um, you, you guys lose in the tournament, and it's time to think about what's next. How tough for you was it to make that de- decision to leave? Because you did have that extra year if you, you wanted to to come back. How, how tough was that decision for you uh, to, to go ahead and, and move on? Um, uh, I'm not going to lie. I want to say like it was like really a tough decision. Mm-hmm. Um, really what it came down to was like I've been doing six years of school. Yeah, I did my six cool. years of school. And so like right there, just that right alone was just like that was enough. I mean, I played four years of college basketball. I did everything I could possibly do. The one thing that uh, I will say that kind of held me back a little bit where I, I was thinking, you know, a couple of times where I wanted to come back or not, it was just the fact that we kept losing the past two years in the first round. Um, yeah. That that kind of it stung. It stung, especially the New Mexico State one. That stung so more, much more than the Maryland game. Uh, so that was really that was really tough on me. But I mean, ultimately, it came down to you know I feel like I did everything I could in college basketball with, with four years of playing. And then, you know, a six-year school would have been too much for me. Yeah, de- definitely. I, I, I don't blame you. And you, you definitely left it all out there. So I know everyone uh, is really proud of what you were able to accomplish, you know, both at Howard and here at UConn. I'm curious to get your thoughts. I mean, looking looking ahead to this UConn team next year, you, you played with a lot of the guys uh, who will be out there next year. Who are you most excited to see? you know, make that jump and take their game to the next level next year? Oh, uh, man, definitely. It's really two people for me. Um, my first person, I'm going to say Jordan, for sure. Yeah. Um, just because he had a tough freshman year, you know, uh, coming in, he probably expected to play a lot more uh, and do things a lot more out there on the court. Uh, so I know how, I know how he felt about that. That was tough. And then, he I mean, he was – the concussion at the end, so he really didn't get to play yeah. the rest of the year. He was, so it was just he, right when he was picking it up. Yeah, too. Exactly. So uh, I think he's going to have a, a great sophomore year. Can't, I'm very excited about that. And um, honestly, Andre Jackson, uh, as you guys, everybody's seen towards the end of the season, what he could do. Uh, but really, throughout the whole year, you see you see him spotlight of you know here and there what he can do out there. And I just can't wait till he puts it all together. And I can see then you can see what type of player it'll be. Can you see him playing one of those point forward type roles out there going forward? Um, yeah, as long as the decision making you know, continues to get better. Um, yeah, as long as that continues to get better, I think he could be a, a pretty good point forward. So since you've left, uh, you know, I know you, you've been through a lot. You, you've got to play with Tyrese in the in the three three on three tournament. What was that experience like, uh, and being able to come up come out on top there? Oh man, that was fun. Uh, I know when we first went in there, I probably I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't expecting to win the whole thing, but I was definitely expecting <laughs> to you know at least leave with some money. Um, yeah. But once we finally got to start playing, uh, it was you kind you, you could tell we're our team, make up a team. We knew we were going to win it all. Uh, we started getting more confident with each other. Me playing with Tyrese a whole a whole school year, it helped obviously uh, knowing him, and then just knowing that we've been playing against Ryan Hawkins the whole time. Yeah, uh, we know what he could do, how capable of a shooter he is. And then we had uh, Deshaun from George Mason, and he could spread the floor as well. So I just think we just had that that ultimate firepower. Yeah, no, it was it was fun to watch uh, and see you guys out there. Since since you left that, what is the rest of your prep been looking like as, as you get ready to take steps to to get to the next level? 
Um, so after the three on three, uh, I played in, uh, I went back to school and I trained for like a week and then I went to go to Portsmouth. Um, right, it was, okay. it was a cool experience. So I probably didn't play as well as I would have liked to. Um, but that, I feel like that was expected, you know, just being able just not playing five on five basketball in a long time, uh, just having that flow and rhythm, but it was cool. But like I said, it was a good experience. Um, and now I went back to school at the Portsmouth and then now I've just been, uh, interviewing with teams, with NBA teams. And, uh, I'm out now, I'm out in Vegas, I'm living out in Las Vegas, uh, training with impact basketball, uh, just to work, preparing for my pre-draft workouts with these teams. So, so what's it like interviewing with an NBA team? I mean, I'm curious what that process is like. Oh man. Uh, you kind of, it's kind of like, man, it's kind of like getting interrogated a little bit. <laughs> Because uh, obviously they know everything about you by the time you get into your meeting. Um, so honestly, it's just about like not lying and, and being honest and, and just being, you know, someone going into your meeting, being someone that uh, they can, they feel like they can, they that you belong in their organization. Uh, I want to ask just because it's been kind of the big topic in college basketball the past month or so, and that's been around the the, the transfer portal and NIL. I know. You were able to take advantage of some NIL opportunities. You had the cold-blooded march out there, which was awesome, by the way. Um, you had the you had the NFTs. What was it like getting to participate in that? And then I'm curious, from a guy who, who's been in college for a bit, seeing this landscape shift a little bit now, where you know, I, I think you saw a guy at Miami, you know, get a deal for you know 400 grand to go transfer there. What's it like from your perspective seeing things like that? Um to i wish we had it earlier <laughs> uh absolutely i mean but just the one year uh nio was was really good uh it was just nice you know i have some exposure uh through, with through different brands and different things like that um it was definitely huge um i mean it's tough now you know like you see like you said the guys are transferring to places where it offers the most money i mean but it was. And I feel like it was inevitable with that. I mean, once eventually the, the, the rule got passed, that's what we we're going to go to. All the schools that have that money and can afford these types of things, or that's, that's where people are going to go. Uh, eventually, I feel like they're going to have to, you know, do something about that. But for right now, it's just the landscape of it. All of the big schools are going to get probably every player. Was it tough to see any of the guys leave UConn that that left through the the portal this, this past off season? Uh, yeah, honestly, I'm. I don't really like to get into that. Um, cause like yeah, I, no I transferred myself, and you know that was that came down to you know what I felt like was best for me in my situation. Um, so I felt the same way about the people that, that are leaving. Um, I wish them well. Uh, obviously, I would love to see them in a the UConn uniform still, but I mean, I wish them well. And whatever you know, every decision they make, they've made. I hope they're happy with it, and I hope to see them excel this year. Like I, I was just want to see. Everybody that I've been playing with uh, Excel, and I can't wait to see them play this year. Yeah, and, and I know UConn fans, I, I think for the most part, uh, a lot of them feel the same way. I know everyone was rooting for Josh and, and Brendan last year and seeing them you know, in, in new spots too. So I, I think the feelings you know, are hopefully there for everyone uh, this year because I know they say once a Husky that you've always been one. I've got some, Absolutely. You know, so I got some quick ones I you know, want to kind of wrap with with you. Uh, over the two years you had in the Big East, who was the toughest guy in the Big East to guard? Uh, um, I've been saying for the last couple of years, two years, I honestly say it was Colin. I, I was just—I um, I was hoping you would say that because I, I feel like he's got to be a tough, <laughs> tough, 
tough guard. Like he, he wants to grind you down in the post and everything. Absolutely. Like uh, me being a, a guard on the perimeter and, and guard on the perimeter guys, I, I can do that. Like I feel like I can do that with the best of them. Um, but like having to, you know, really fight in the post, even if he doesn't have the ball or not, I mean, he's really trying to post up. Uh, even, you know, he's off the ball. He's cutting. Uh, he's a really good shooter, so you can't leave him open. You can't leave him for too long. Uh, but definitely just the post and just having to grind down with that, it was it was definitely tough. Uh, I'll go with just looking back at this year because this was the, the only year you got to play with fans really at, at all of the places. Where, where, where was the craziest road atmosphere in, in the Big East that you played in? Oh, the craziest road atmosphere had to be uh, Creighton. <laughs> just yeah. the the whole the whole blue and white uh, atmosphere. Like they literally like like Smurfs out there. Uh, <laughs> it looks crazy, but it was it was definitely fun playing there. I mean, unfortunately, we haven't beat haven't beaten them in two years. But um, yeah, Creighton was probably definitely the toughest road place. What what makes Creighton such a tough matchup because I feel like you saw a little bit of, of two different Creighton teams in the years you played them the year before uh, or two years ago you know they, they were shooting lights out from three whereas this year it seems like they were a little bit more well-rounded of a team and just to tough out in a different way yeah I mean uh, they were definitely a tough team uh, last year like you said they were tough as well shoot they shot the lights out of it I mean just Ryan himself this year yeah you know, he opened the he opened the floor for them themselves and then like guys uh like uh the bulls the guard uh i forget the guard 23 is that nemhard um, trey, trey, oh, trey trey alexander yep yeah he he was really good like once nemhard went down he was really good for them um like they were just a really coach you know really well coached team fundamentally yeah. sound uh you know great make great mcdermott you know he does a really great job with, it, with those guys what was it like getting to play at MSG this year in front of a, a full house in, in the tournament? Man, that was like a dream come true, uh, honestly speaking. Yeah. Like, just from seeing, um, you know, the crowds and then even uh, Kenna and Shabazz's mom being there, like, that was that was huge. I, mean, I, I, gave, I gave, like, the old, like, UConn feeling, like, you know, back at the Garden. It was, it was really cool. It was a special moment. I'm, I'm happy that we got to, you know, play there. I feel like this year you also had to have a lot of fun in the Bahamas. What was like, what was the best thing about being with the team in the Bahamas this year? Uh, yeah, the Bahamas was fun. I mean, that was our like that was our first like coming out party. I want to yeah. say uh, that first double OT game with Auburn that was huge. Uh, obviously, it took a lot out of us going into the Michigan State game. And, yeah, but like that whole that whole like. You know, atmosphere, the whole process of being there. I mean, it was it was special. I'm happy that we got to do that. And we were able to, like, you know, bond with each other just from, you know, being off the court, you know, going into the, the rides, whatever they had there for us. Uh, just constantly, you know, just trying to be around each other anyway. But that was, Bahamas was definitely a fun trip. You mentioned it earlier. So I'll, I'll wrap with this one. You mentioned Kemba's mom. You mentioned Shabazz's mom. I, I think your mom took took on the sure. reins this, this past couple of years as, like, the next UConn mom. The, the fans have, uh, you know, really taken to. What's it been like seeing her? You know, I, I think she might be the star of UConn social media right now. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's funny, you know, how it transitioned to be that. Because, you know, when you go out to Howard, uh, you know, people weren't, like, really into basketball like that. Yeah. But then you go to, you go to you know, UConn, where, you know, 
basketball is in the spotlight um, on both sides, women and men's basketball. It was definitely a, it was definitely fun, a funny transition to see. You know that that was able to my mom was able to get that much attention <laughs> on Twitter. Um, but I, I, you know, me personally, I wasn't like really big you know, on on, a, on social media uh, like that. Uh, so I did see, you know, I did see the thing that was going on on Twitter every once in a while. But uh, I was definitely, I was, I definitely tried to stay off of it. Yeah, no, I, I don't blame you. I know uh, UConn, Twitter, and all of social media can always be an interesting place at times. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But RJ, I, I really appreciate you taking some time to come on, uh, taking some time away from your prep out out in Vegas. I, I really appreciate it. I know everyone's. Uh, cheering you on and can't wait to see what you do at the next level so thanks so much for coming back on uh, the podcast i appreciate it thank you for having me it was, it was an honor thanks for listening to the connecticut scoreboard podcast with jared cutler if you like the show and want to know more check out the podcast on twitter at ct scoreboard pod the host at jared cutler and find us on facebook at the connecticut scoreboard podcast finally if you enjoy what you're listening to rate and review us on itunes Thanks again for listening.